Hello everyone and welcome back to Vibe and High with Veronica. As you gather by the title of this episode, I am going to be sharing with you today my experience of healing through my miscarriage. Not only has this episode been very difficult to record, I didn't realize that this month actually would have marked my nine month of pregnancy. And I would have been having that baby sometime around now. And I, ha- I wouldn't have put that together if I wasn't recording today. And once again, just more of those signs come through to remind me that I'm on the right track. I'm on the right path. And this is something that I meant to share. It's been more difficult to talk about and record versus um, my blog post. My blog post that I have up on my website. So we visit veronicacristinaray.com. You can check it out there. I record. I uh, wrote a blog post about two months ago on this. And of course, that was very difficult to put out there. Because it was the first time me sharing that information with uh, an audience. Recording this today has been, has shown me other challenges as well. And that's all part of the process for me and I share this with you and anyone that's listening in hopes that you receive some comfort. Now that I'm gaining more followers and listeners on my podcast, I'm able to see a little bit more analytics. And I happened to find out a few days ago that my audience is is made up of entirely women. So I think it's important that I share something that, you know, very close to home for me and that's birth, giving birth. And, you know, I do have a daughter. She's four and she's beautiful. And, you know, we wanted another baby. We were very open to it and it didn't quite work out. But going through that experience is what re-inspired me to start writing again. I had started my blog two years ago and I stopped. Same thing with this podcast. Like I said in my last episode, I just stopped. And as I mentioned last week, you know, I mentioned that I don't know why I stopped, but then I read something uh, not that long ago where it talks about sometimes we'll start these new ventures and our, our brain or mind stops us from doing things in order to protect us from failure, which is why I probably couldn't understand why I didn't continue doing my blog or my podcast. I was super inspired when I started. And like I said before, I didn't understand why. And it was my brain's mechanical, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was its way of protecting itself from failure. And I think a lot of us have that in us and myself included. When I used to work in the retail world, I didn't go for things sometimes out of fear of failure. And, you know, we don't fail unless we don't try. And there's no such thing as failure. You make mistakes. But I think that that's something that I forgot to mention last week, you know, and going through something like a miscarriage is, you know, when I, when I went through it, I, I felt like a failure too. I felt like my body didn't do what it needed to do and something so natural, but realizing later that one in four pregnancies ends in miscarriage was such a high number to me. And to find out, too, that I had so many friends that had also gone through miscarriages that I didn't even know about. 
But because we're told by our doctors to not share after our first trimester just in case something happens, we're already setting ourselves up to mourn alone. And even though our husband or our significant other could be there with us, it's not the same of not having the support of other women either who have gone through this or just close friends and family you can share. And me and my husband actually shared right off the bat that we were pregnant and uh, we didn't care. We didn't, we weren't scared that something could happen. That was, that was the last thing on my mind. And I look back and I don't regret it because when those conversations came up of people asking me how the pregnancy was going, I was able to share with them that what had happened and I was able to receive some support that was really helpful for me during my healing process at that time. So yes, I wanted to kind of go back through and revisit that blog post and talk about it with you a little bit on here where I could possibly maybe give a little bit more details. You know, I actually had recorded this whole episode earlier today and I wanted to share with you a really beautiful song. Uh, from Josh Groban that uh, popped up during one of the magical experiences that I had. And unfortunately, due to copyright laws, I can't share that with you. But since you are listening to me on some type of podcasting device, I recommend um, for you to understand and to invoke some of the experience um, later. I recommend that you go online and you just search Josh Groban, To Where You Are. It's a beautiful song, and I had recorded it alongside my podcast, and then I went back and did some research and found that, well, that might get me in some legal trouble, and I decided to just start all over, and that's okay. I'd rather do that than to end up in the future getting sued for who knows how much money for a 10-second clip that you guys can go ahead and search if you feel you feel guided to. So like I was saying before, I, you know, I had lost that inspiration to read or to write and to record any kind of podcast for a while. And after I had gone through my miscarriage, it is the one thing that re-inspired me to write again. And it wasn't right away, of course, but it took a little while, but it, it it is the first thing that I wrote about in my blog after maybe two years of not writing anything. And to me, that was a really, really big sign that, you know, this was helping me along my path to keep pushing through, to not give up, to know that like my voice needs to be heard out there. There's women out there that need to hear that they're not alone and again, when I was searching for information, I didn't find a lot. Even on YouTube, I didn't find a lot of information on other women going through miscarriages. I mean, you can find a couple of videos and here and there, but there wasn't a lot. And it's probably because people really don't want to share that. And it's a very personal, very private thing. And I'm the kind of person that I know if that my experience can help somebody, I will share it. I have no problem with that. So that's definitely a big thing was the re-inspiration of having gone through my miscarriage. You know, it was the hardest thing I ever had to go through in my entire life. I've gone through labor with my daughter, but, you know, with my daughter, I had an epidural, so the pain wasn't as unbearable. 
it did wear off near the end, so I did experience some of those labor pains, of course. But it's not the same thing when you are, if you think about it, expelling something from your body that's no longer living versus bringing life and light into the world where your body is producing those hormones to help keep you going. Expelling something for your body that you need to just get rid of is not the same thing. And, you know, if, when, you're giving la- when you're in labor, knowing that you're bringing a beautiful child into the world is such, it's the reward, the light at the end of the tunnel. But when you don't experience, expect that at the end of going through labor during a miscarriage, the emotional toll that it takes on you causes your body to experience so much more pain. And I had never experienced the type of pain that I experienced that day. Well, the first night, I ju- I experienced cramps and um, like normal type of contractions almost. Like, you know, right before you go into labor, my stomach was contracting. And then I had heavy bleeding and I thought that was it. I'm like, okay, I thought it was done. And then the next day went on, I was still bleeding and I knew I would bleed for a while. And then um, after that, the next day, in the middle of the night is when the real miscarriage actually started happening. And that was a good three hours of absolute, I mean, it was torture. It was so difficult to go through that. And I don't want to go through all the details because, again, this episode and my whole podcast is surrounded around vibing high. <laughs> but there, I promise you there is, a, a, there, there is a light at the end of this story, the light at the end of this tunnel. It's a beautiful one. And so stick with me here. But I share that just to kind of give you some background as to kind of what happened beforehand. And... Long story short, I it was one of the most difficult and most painful experiences of my life. And I went through a natural miscarriage. I didn't go to the hospital or anything like that. I was just here at home. You know, obviously I made it through. And um, my midwife had told me that I would probably be bleed for uh, maybe a week or so afterwards. Again, like a period. And I kept bleeding for a long time. And then like a few weeks later, it started getting heavier and I started feeling a little sick and nauseous. I was throwing up and, and that, at that point I did end up in the emergency room and I had to get a couple ultrasounds and I was told that I was still miscarrying. And this had been like over a month by now that I had been miscarrying because when I had gone into my first visit to find out what was going on. I was already 10 weeks at that point. And when I got my first ultrasound, they were, they told me that the baby had stopped growing at eight weeks. And by the time I was in the emergency room, it had been over a month from that point on. And by the time that the emergency room visit finished, because as we all know, emergency room visits take a long time. I was there probably six hours. I They gave me two ultrasounds. And by the end of that day, they had told me that I had, was done miscarrying, that I had finished everything. So just naturally. But for some reason, um, it just took a little bit longer with me. And 
Then I came home and that's when I started feeling a lot better. So that part there was done. Shortly after that is when I started wanting to know, you know, I asked, I asked my baby, I said, you know, I, I want to see you. I want you to come through my dreams. I would like to see what you look like. So about two days after that, I had this beautiful dream. I was with my husband and I had this dream of this beautiful horse. And this horse was just majestic. It was like one of those race horses that are prepped and groomed and, you know, but it was purple. And it's not the type of horse you would see in real life. But I was just mesmerized by its beauty. Um, but then out of nowhere, it started running away. And it started running really fast. And me and my husband couldn't catch up to it. We were running as fast as we could. And, and no matter how fast we ran, it would just couldn't catch up. To the point where at one point, it just disappeared out of sight. And it was gone. Me and my husband just stood there confused and wondering what happened to that horse. And once I woke up, I knew, I knew that that horse had a message for me. And, you know, when you think about it, it's not a coincidence that me and my husband were both in that dream together and that we lost this horse. So we lost that horse in that dream. So once I woke up, I knew there was a message there and... I went online, of course, and I tried looking up the what it meant to dream of a horse. But it's interesting because I didn't find anything. And there was nothing online that was resonating with me at all. And, you know, fast forward now, I'm reading this book called Dreaming on Both Sides of the Brain. And the author suggests on there that going online and looking up dream interpretations is completely useless because... Since our subconscious mind communicates with us through symbols and through past life experiences to what you've seen in your own life, going online and listening to one person's interpretation of a dream does nothing for you because you don't know what that person has experienced up until this point and you don't know what, what a specific symbol means to them in their life. So seeing a horse could have a very different interpretation for someone who maybe grew up around horses their whole lives or someone like me who never grew up around horses. So a uh, word to the wise when you're wanting to dissect your dreams, there's really not much point to going online anymore. There's other ways to dissect your dreams. There's a whole, there's so many books on it. And I can do actually a podcast episode on the book that I'm reading and give you guys some tips on that. If that's something that you're interested in, definitely leave me a note. Um, either you can leave me on here, you can leave um, on Spotify, you can leave voicemails, uh, I think like less than a minute long with comments. And that if that's a podcast you'd be interested in listening to, definitely let me know and I can make that happen. But back to the story. So didn't find anything on the dream interpretation dictionaries and whatnot. But about a couple of days later, maybe a week or so, I was coming out of this beautiful meditation and I was feeling very good. And as I was walking to the kitchen, this wave of emotions just flew. It just came all over my body. And 
I couldn't, I mean, it's hard, again, it's hard to explain sometime in words when you feel these emotions come through. And I intuitively just put my hand on my stomach and something came through and said that, you know, that you're okay, you're healing. And at that point, I still really, I really was still healing physically, but emotionally, I had a lot, a lot of healing to do as well. And then another little voice came through and said that, you know, Mama, I'm with you, and uh, I will come back to you. This wasn't the right time. You weren't ready, and neither was I. So at that moment, of course, I just started crying and crying, and I sat down and once again, I asked, well, I want to see you. I want to know what you look like. Can you please show me what you look like? So <clears throat> in that moment, something told me to pull out one of my angel cards that I had from my angel deck. And uh, I would be able to see what it is I needed to see. So I sat down and I pulled a card. And lo and behold, it was a card of a beautiful horse. That was the only thing on the card. And in that moment, I realized I put two and two together and realized that my dream had a significance with this horse image. And in that moment is when I realized that my child came, came back to me in a form of a spirit animal. And before that, I didn't really, I mean, I liked the idea of the spirit animal and it was a really cool concept. And I know in the spiritual com community, a lot of people believe in them but I hadn't had any personal experiences for me to say that I really did believe in the spirit animal or that I had one so I left it at that but then that day made me realize it made me a true believer in spirit animals and I know now that I, I have one I have my own personal spirit animal and I have another guide that you know that follows me everywhere and you know, it's funny because leading up until that day, I didn't realize, you know, I wasn't paying attention to the signs, but I had been seeing horses everywhere all along my path and I hadn't been paying attention. And now I see the horses very often and I know that that's just the spirit of my baby as one of my guides now. As I was trying to gather my thoughts and sit there still, you know, letting the tears roll down my face. Uh, a song came on in the background, and this is a song that I was mentioning earlier. And again, I don't, I don't usually listen to Josh Groban. I mean, I do like his music, uh, but I wasn't searching anything, any of his music, or listening to any of his songs beforehand. But this song popped up, the one I mentioned earlier, which is "To Where You Are," and it's a beautiful song um, about losing a loved one and. Um, you have to just go online and search it and let me know what you think. But at that point, I there was just too many signs to ignore. You know, there comes a point where, for those people who are skeptical, there comes a point where there's just too many coincidences and no such thing as coincidence anymore. And that's all I, that's all I needed at that point to know with 100% certainty that I was receiving these messages and that was, that I was communicating and that I was getting what I wanted. I wanted to communicate with my baby and I was able to. So I share that too because as long as you open up your heart and you're open to receiving those messages and that guidance, it's there. 
we have to just ask for it. You know, when I first wrote my blog post, I had stopped for about five months and then I restarted and I posted it a few months after in fear again that I would offend somebody or that someone would think that it was very insensitive of me to share such a private experience, but it's my experience and I can share it if I want. And it's one of those callings that I have that no matter what, you share this because it's going to help someone out there. And if only one person listens to this and that person went through something similar or it gives them a little bit of hope and encouragement and support, then I've done my job. And that is the sole reason that I share this is to help someone else out there. Because when you go through something like this, you, it feels very lonely. You feel very alone, even though there's a lot of people around, you still feel very alone. And even though you have your husband or your partner there, you know, truly experiencing the loss, the physical and emotional aspects of it are difficult to share with anyone else. The only other people that really truly would understand is someone else that's going through it. So I share that in hopes that someone out there will receive that guidance and support that they need and that they too can feel connected and know that they, they also now have an angel out there. And they also have another guide. They have someone there looking over their shoulder now and someone that you can communicate with now at any time that you want. And this situation, just like any other situation in my life, has helped me always change or reevaluate my perspective on what's happening to me. And I knew that when I was going through this, I knew, okay, this is happening for me, not to me. I meant to learn something from this. But of course, when you're going through it, all you can look at yourself as is a victim of something that shouldn't have happened. And you, we blame ourselves. You know, there's, oh, I shouldn't have drank that one thing that had some caffeine in it, or I could have done something different or whatever it is. But there's nothing we could have done. done. That's just, that's life and Sometimes, I mean, it's it. you can't control every aspect of it, but all you can control is how you deal with it. And the best way for me to have dealt with it in that time was really to go back to my spiritual grounding and meditate. Meditation was so helpful. I mean, because of coming out of that meditation that day is what aligned me back and helped ground me. And I had released a lot of that resistance in that moment, which is why I was able to communicate. Sometimes we want to maybe communicate with our guides or we want to receive those messages or we want some guidance. We want a clear direction as to where, where to go in life or what to do or whatever it may be. But we're so stuck in our own head that we don't receive that information that we need. So I urge you the next time you're going through something very difficult, a really rough patch in your life, whatever it may be, whether it's relationship, home, work, life, anything, take the time to meditate and quiet your mind because sometimes the guidance that we need 
isn't coming directly from us. It's coming to us. It's divine guidance. It's maybe a message from a past loved one. It's a message from your guardian angel. You know, I definitely, I know I have some now. And sometimes the only way to connect is when we're maybe feeling at our lowest. That's really, that's really the key sometimes. Unfortunately, sometimes we have to go through some difficult situations in order for us to value our life or value those around us or to really have a different perspective on how we see things. And truly, that's what's going to save us in the end because we're always going to go through something. Life isn't perfect. It's not meant to be. It's meant to teach us certain things and meant to change sometimes the way we see things. I see life through a very different lens now because of many experiences that I've had, but that's part of growing and evolving as a human being and not staying stagnant. We're meant to always want more and to have more and continue pushing and striving for, for better. And, uh, you know, since then, since my miscarriage, I definitely have taken strides to be healthier. As you heard in my last episode, I definitely trying to live a healthier lifestyle so in the future, you know, we decide to try to get pregnant again. I'll feel very confident in my health. And, you know, we'll cross that bridge if we do ever get there. But the main thing and the main goal is to remember that life is happening for you, not to you. And that there's, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. And that shortly after that, you know, once I was started kind of getting my bearings, I was able to focus on raising my vibration again because <clears throat> as you know I love to vibe high that's that's my goal in life is to continuously increase my my vibration and there's so many ways we can constantly do that and sometimes life throws us curveballs but that doesn't mean that we don't get to intentionally focus on keeping our vibe as high as we can so keep Keep the vibe, guys. Keep vibing high, and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening in. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye-bye.